Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Chris. This is Digital Marketing Mastery and welcome back from a little bit of a break, largely caused by the fact that my children were around just all the time and that makes it very hard to record. I have a little bit of time now and so I am delivering something to you that may or may not be valuable in relation to your law firm's blogging or article writing efforts because one of the things I see a lot and I review a lot of drafts and I write a lot of articles and I can tell you this is a prevalent problem is that you don't write for anyone in particular and so what happens is your articles end up just being this sort of airy fairy third party someone out there who might find this information interesting or not and that is not a good way to write an article at the absolute core of content marketing is the idea that anything you produce needs to be for a well-defined and understood audience now i have spoken before about defining your audience understanding who your client is and therefore hopefully using that information informatively and instructively when it comes to producing content for your law firm but for some reason uh, we have this little bit of terror about alienating people in our writing and i'll give you an example because one of the things i do when i'm consulting with people on a regular basis is try and get an appreciation for really who the majority of their clients are who is it that either they do tend to serve the most or they want to serve the most and there might be a few main categories there but usually you can get it down to two or three in any given workspace or practice area you have a tendency to be able to narrow it down to some fairly definable individuals and in doing so the point of that exercise is that you can then write for those individuals but then something interesting happens along the way if we're going to produce content off the back of that let's say that we have gone to the trouble of defining your ideal client and they are an entrepreneurial woman who's uh, like 35 to 45 years old say she may or may not have kids she may be married she may have a steady income uh, of some kind from another job and wants to have this startup process as she's commencing a new business on the side so we go to the trouble of defining this person and if you do it with me it'll be far more detailed than that and we might even give her a fictitious name of some kind but then we don't use that information because we're afraid that although we have defined the fact that our ideal client is this particular person perhaps someone might read our article who is not that person and in doing so they might not resonate with the article and there's a marketing-y word that I tend to use sometimes but they might not find the article useful so if you have a 17 year old man instead of a 37 year old woman and you have used all examples that are more attuned to a female reader for example that is not going to resonate with him and then what we do is we walk our article back and we walk it back so that it couldn't possibly be offensive to or alienate any reader and in doing so while that seems like it might be a useful strategy what we have actually done is we have made that article not useful enough for our primary reader 
And as a result, they are not going to go to your website and go, wow, this article really spoke to me in a meaningful and useful way. This lawyer clearly understands who I am, where I'm at, what I care about, what my fears are, and therefore I have at least some sort of appreciation for the fact that they know what they're talking about. They won't do that because you've removed all those things from your content. And as a result, in trying to make your content friendly to a broader audience, in fact, what you're doing is making it less likely to achieve any kind of outcome for you in terms of moving that no one liked and trusted needle in your readers' minds. So can I please encourage you to do this two-step process on a regular basis? One, define who it is that you're writing for. Who is the client this article is for? Who, who is the client who will most benefit from this article? And if you're going to give practical examples, if you're going to use certain types of language, if you're going to write in a particular way, those things should all then align with and reinforce the idea that that article is in fact for a particular kind of client or a particular client that you are writing to. So you need to have them in mind when you're writing, just as you would if you're giving an advice to someone who's in a particular situation, if you're going to a client meeting and speaking with someone in a particular way, you modify those things to suit the situation and that's entirely appropriate and it's entirely appropriate to do for your marketing efforts as well. So that is my advice for today. Go and take a look at your content. Is it for anyone? Is it clear who it's for? Don't tell me it's for small, medium and large businesses. You've just defined every single business in Australia. You cannot possibly tell me that's who your client base is. Or at the very least, that is not who this article is for. This article has a prime candidate and your job is to make sure that it is written for that prime candidate and will work with them if they are going to read it. That's the job of content marketing. And that's the job of standing out in your content as opposed to just producing another lot of blur material that the internet has more than enough of at the moment. So if you're doing that, it's barely worth bothering. You need to know who you're writing for and why they care about what you're writing. That's all I had to say. Don't forget to subscribe and do all those usual things. And I will see you next time.